You're listening to The Heart of It Podcast. My name is Sam Smeltzer, and I'm an HR intuitive and healer. In this podcast, we'll chat about what the industry of human resources can make possible for people and our organizations. In each episode, we'll have raw conversation around inner development and organizational culture change to create a working world where both people and organizations thrive. Thank you for listening. Now let's get this episode started. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and listening to this episode. I'm so grateful for you. Um, I guess one of the real beautiful benefits about recording in real time, as I've mentioned, as we had kind of a weird hiatus and I'm making up these episodes that I owe to you, um, is that we can talk about things that are realistically happening. Um, and I, I, you know, the, uh, coronavirus pandemic is is happening at this moment i'm currently i guess if you want to talk about being in quarantine with schools being canceled at home with my two little ones who aren't so little anymore um getting ready for two weeks with them and and doing schoolwork um, at home with them so it's going to be interesting (laughs) uh but it's it's interesting to watch uh, all the reactions to what is happening right now in our world, in our country, um, in the sense of panic, the sense of fear, um, which are all things that I would say live right below the surface for many of us. And when we have an event that happens like this, it essentially enables it to be triggered and allows those reactions to kind of come forward. And I say that not because the panic or the fear is not justified in certain situations, but I say that because, you know, it takes events like this for us to really understand the magnitude of personal self-growth that we, that we have accessible to us. Excuse me. Um, and so I don't know how this is going to play out. I, I, I find it fascinating on how, you know, we we make jokes (laughs) all the time about the ability to pause life. And now we're given this unique situation where possibly we're going to be able to, to pause life. Um, and uh, that's kind of how I how I, how I feel right now is that we are, um, we are pausing, pausing life. Um, and so how can we make the most of that? One of the things that I thought is, is fascinating that I've watched, um, from, uh, some of my spiritual teachers, in particular, uh, Gabby Bernstein, which I'll probably link her Instagram account in the show notes. If you go on leadershipisart.com slash podcast, that's where you can find all the show notes. But I will link to her Instagram because she is provi- she is providing so many resources right now about making the most of this time, incorporating and making sure that you stay true to your 
personal practices. So this episode is all about introducing a medical Qigong concept, not even, uh, it's not even a medical Qigong concept. It's a traditional Chinese medicine concept of the Shen and the Po. And I'm going to take this concept and really simplify it for practical application in regards to HR practitioners. And as you saw, the episode title is called Shenning Out. So let's talk about the Shen and let's talk about the Po. So the Shen represents this subconscious, real, true connection, sometimes said to be this connection to the divine. It's the soul. It's what empowers us to live this incredible connected life. Um, I've been reading this book by a author called Glennon Doyle, who was inter- introduced to me last week via Marie TV, Miss Marie Forleo. So I'll link to that episode. I'll link to the book. I've been really enjoying this book called Untamed. And uh, in a portion of the book, she talks about this idea of knowing and how she gains this sense of knowing through essentially meditation. But she describes it as being filled with this warm golden liquid and feeling it uh, all over her body, warming her body, this warming sensation. And that really resonated with me because that for me, uh, when I am connected, when I am uh, aligned, when my Shen is present, I feel it. It's like this, it is like this warm liquid gold that feeds my soul, that feeds me, that allows me to know that I'm on the right path. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And so that's a Shen. And for many of us, when we get into the profession, any profession, you know, it's Shen that brings us there. Um, our Shen speaks to us and allows us to really know why we feel incredibly driven to do the work that we're doing. Now, at the same time, I have come to the conclusion that the Shen is not so present anymore uh, in my colleagues. And in the HR world, I can't speak for other industries, but as an HR practitioner, I can speak that, you know, in our line of work, we have to do some things that um, make us make us kind of cold. Uh, you know, we have to go to a place where we are 100% neutral as we sit there as the liaison between the employer and the employee, when we have to do things because it's what's best for the organization. And when I say the organization, it's what's best for all the people that work in that organization. And you have this constant struggle between all and one. You know, if I just take care of that one individual, I am putting at risk all the other individuals within the organization And so as those decisions and as those conversations happen, they just, as the years go on, they start to take a toll and you just, just 
feel this. I, I always hint, um, you know, my time in employee relations. I mean, right now I do basically very minimal consulting, but my time in employee relations, I reference it to the dark side of HR because it felt like that. You know, you're doing firing, you're doing corrective action, you're doing investigations into accusations that are a lot of the time ethically driven. Um, and it starts to just take a toll on your soul. And even though I got into the industry because of people and wanting to be there for people and help people show up at their best, you spend a big chunk of your time focusing on those that are not showing their best or incapable of, of giving their best, which is causing a, which is causing a challenge to occur um, at the organization. And so you have to make some tough decisions. And not only that, do you go in there and make these tough decisions? You do that knowing all the dynamics about this person, you know, a hundred percent their story. You know, you have access to, um, if they're been going on leave, you know, you might know about certain health issues, which HIPAA, uh, requires that you can't share those, but you, you still know, you know, that story. You might know about uh, certain financial si uh, situations, whether that's because they've come to you or they've been asking for an increase or there have been court mandated decisions that have resulted in them having uh, parts of their paycheck taken automatically. Uh, you know, those things, those things come through the HR office, you know, um, even from benefit forms. If you don't talk to these people, you know, uh, who are their dependents who depend on them? You might know from previous leaves that they are taking care of loved ones who might be ill. So you know the story. You know uh, that you're creating a ripple that's impacting this life and you kind of know the, the surrounding environment that you're sending this ripple into. And that's, that's hard. No matter what the circumstances are, whether it's theft or it's uh, trying really hard, but just not able to perform, whether it's attendance, whatever the circumstances are, I can, and I'm speaking from my own personal experience, but despite whatever those circumstances are, you cannot ignore the fact that this is a person and you're making a decision that's changing their life. And you hope that in the long run, it's for the better, but there's no guarantees at that point. You are making a decision that sucks, that sucks 110%. And it's one thing when you get to do one termination or one layoff, but when you are doing dozens <laughs> or more as the years go on, it takes a toll. And so in traditional Chinese medicine, there's this, this concept of shedding out, which means the shen leaves, the spirit, the connected aspect leaves the body because it doesn't want to experience the misery, the tragedy. It doesn't want to experience in the moment when you're making a decision that actually serves your greater good or the work that you're meant to do, but the pain that you're causing an individual in that time, it doesn't want to feel it. It leaves. You shen out which is probably essential to do the work that you do in that moment. But when you shen out, when does the shen return? I can tell you as an HR practitioner, I um, probably went for long periods of time where I shenned out and I did not allow it to return. I didn't even call it to return. I didn't have any practices in place 
to allow it to come back. Um, in this book, Untamed, that I talked about with Glennon Doyle, she shares how she builds up uh, manifesting and communicating with her Shen and, and, and being able to tap into that at any time. She talks about learning how to connect with it and literally being in a closet, which I thought was fascinating because that's how I started to develop my personal practice was sitting in my walk-in closet in the dark. It was one of the few places I could find as a mother to kind of hide out and camp out and connect. Um, and so she literally comes out of the closet and being able to connect with her Shen connect have this this idea this knowing um in the real world being able to tap it at all given time and i think there's a way to do those acts and, and have those conversations and still maintain a connection uh and not have not shen out not have the shen leave um and i think that's where we have to get to and it, it's a skill set uh it definitely is hard having being connected in those conversations. Um, and that's been, you know, the new evolution of growth that I've been going through recently is having that state of connection. Um, because as a, you know, I'm going to digress a little bit, but this concept of being an HR intuitive, when you are connected in whatever capacity you want to identify that, but when you have this stronger connection, it can actually be a really strong, powerful guide during those tough conversations, during those tough decisions, because that act that you are doing at that moment is essential for the work that you're doing on a grander scale. And so when you maintain that connection, it can guide to ensure that that is a decision that serves the highest good for you, the highest good for that person and the highest good for the organization. Um, and that I can say, and I can admit was missing. But what I want to talk about today is what happens when we shen out. What commonly happens is that we shen out and the po take over. So the po are these, um, I view them as these little men, but they are uh, the essence that basically comes over for fight or flight. So when the shen is not there to guide, the po come in and basically are this little mini, I, I view them like, like this fraternity that comes into the body is going to be there to protect you, tell you when to run, but also have a good time. They want to like numb any sensations of being upset or miserable. And, um, the whole take over in these situations. So when I think about the times when I was really heavy in employee relations, where I was working a lot of overtime, doing a lot of these conversations almost back to back on a daily basis, I could not <laughs> drink because yeah, I was working, but I could eat fast food and fast food. The heavy process component of fast food has a similar facet into being able um, to numb us. Uh, to numb our sensations, to numb our feelings. And at that time, I would literally go to different fast food joints and have breakfast, lunch, and dinner from fast food. Uh, I might even have a snack or something, but it was uh, almost routine for me. That's how I was coping. And then when I would go home, I would have um, some sort of adult beverage. That's how I was, I was coping. I also, during this time... Um, did smoke cigarettes briefly. So all of these were tied together as these numbing sensations because uh, the Poe were taking over the Poe were the party animals. What I find fascinating about the HR culture um, 
because this is the world that I know is we love we love wine we love receptions we love open bars um this past year i had the privilege of going to the first national sherm conference they know how to throw some evening receptions some evening parties um that when i went to them i was just like i was literally taken back that uh these parties were almost like things that i attended back in college these really intense um, networking events that were loud music, lots of uh, beverages, um, very um, dancing, all that kind of stuff. Um, but this release, this this party animal side is a way of trying to find joy because we don't want to feel what we're doing. And depending on how long you have been in the profession and what you've had to do, you know, I, I challenge you, have you, have you lost have you lost your shen? Have you shenned out? Have you have you lost that connection? Do you remember what brought you to this place in the in the first in the first place? Do you do you remember what brought you there in the first place, and and got you going down this path? Um, and when is the last time that you remember feeling truly connected, or did it just become so difficult after so long that you just let it go? And it's unfortunate to me because I've been places I've interacted uh, I get to speak at a um, for many HR professionals and work with HR professionals um, and sometimes you can just feel the disconnectedness the disassociation not that I think is done intentionally but the work does take a toll and and the position and the role of an HR practitioner is to recognize the human element of the organization. It is that game-changing position that realizes that people are people and not widgets. That we are not some kind of mechanical robot that we can program to run our uh, organizations efficiently and effectively. That there are human emotions and human elements and life and personalities and individualism that are making up these people that create these organizations that are phenomenal. And I think that we operate in, in a world where our lens was so different because we were focused on this human piece that no one could really understand when we were feeling true human emotions about what happens when we have to sever the connection with somebody associated with that, with that organization. Um, so much so that, you know, a lot of my work um, has brought me to the conclusion of really revisiting some of the basics, the basics of recruitment and retention and culture development um, to know that if we do those things right, essentially, maybe we don't get down to the path of termination, um, voluntary or involuntary, um, of not having to have these tough conversations regarding performance if we can establish expectations correctly, because there are always coaching conversations that are going to have to happen, but there's a large piece of them that are really as a result of expectations not being present, which is, um, which is interesting. So, um, there you go. That's the, the Poe and the shedding out and really, you know, I, I challenge you to get connected again. You know, find that warm, golden, liquid feeling uh, that really drives why you're in this profession in the first place. And 
uh, we do a couple of exercises routinely with teams where I ask people to identify uh, a certain experience. And I'm always coaching people to feel it inside, feel it in the heart. And if they're sharing something with their partner and they feel nothing and the partner can recognize that they feel nothing while they're sharing a professional experience, not a personal experience, but a professional experience, you know, we're not getting to a level where Shen exists. And so I challenge you to think of a time where you felt that, where you felt that warm sensation that knew that you were doing something that was truly serving a higher purpose, a higher good, that was justifying why you got into this profession, why you were doing this work in the first place before you forgot and you kind of went on autopilot. And then I challenge you that once you realize that moment, and trying to find your way back there is to get real with yourself that now that you've been on autopilot and you've kind of just been surviving, what have been your go-tos? You know, I love myself a nice glass of wine. Um, God knows that last week we went to, uh, we had our staff retreat. <laughs> we went to a couple of different wineries for tastings and I came home with all kinds of bottles to restock because I love, I love wine. I love a good martini. Um, but at the same time, we have to understand why we are choosing to participate in an adult beverage. Is it because I love it and it brings me joy? Or is it truly a part of a coping strategy um, or a numbing strategy that we're utilizing to basically um, help ourselves not feel? And I think that that's something that's kind of been ingrained in especially HR practitioners is to not feel. But I think we need to recognize that we have to feel. That's what's going to bring balance back to our organizations. That's what's going to bring back and reignite organizational loyalty, employee engagement, is us recognizing that feelings are a part of our organization. Feeling needs to be built into our culture and to our recruitment strategies and our retention strategies, caring about how people feel. And I know that you're running through your mind probably several different leaders that you've worked with who will tell you that feelings don't have a place there. But we have said that for way too long. And that's why we're facing the situations that we're facing now. So bringing this all back together, you know, we're, we're kind of hitting this pause button in life right now. Not that we asked for it, and gosh knows that sometimes I do, um, and I'm appreciative. I mean, what other opportunity do you get to hit the pause button right now in order to take care of you and take care of your loved ones and to stay healthy? But while you're hitting the pause button, take this time to, to look inward, to find a closet so that you can reconnect with your Shen, bring the Shen back, but also find a personal practice so that you can maintain that connection when life is unpaused and you want to utilize that connection when you go back to the workplace. So that's it. That's a simple concept uh, in traditional Chinese medicine, um, the Shen and the I'll put some links to some articles so you can read more about them, more so from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, um, if you're intrigued or interested. But just something that really, the first time that it was taught to me, it really stuck out to me um, from personal experience that 
I've been shunning out a long time in my HR career. Um, and, and the rude awakening of bringing it back and having it present during my career actively um, it caused a lot of struggles because I didn't understand exactly what was happening. But I wouldn't trade it for the world in comparison to what happens when I let the Poe take over. The Poe have their place. They're there for survival. <laughs> but uh, I don't think they're there for when we're doing this, real, this work that is key and instrumental. So have a incredible week. Uh, enjoy the pause button and take care of you and take care of anyone else that is under your care. Cause gosh knows you may have heard them earlier on. I am, um, quarantined with a eight year old and a five year old, uh, that are very energetic and hopefully we will be able to fill our days and make it through this, uh, two weeks or whatever period of time it will be. But I will talk to you next week. All right. See ya. Bye.